1: 365. Verge 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Uh, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go.
2: Tuesday morning, football fans appreciate you getting up early and streaming on in with your Mac and Mac guys here on Birds 365. Let me quick check this. Oh, yes, the Philadelphia Eagles are still the only (laughs) one lost team in the National Football League. That did not change overnight. They're still the best team in the National Football League, no matter what the ESPN's computer generated power ratings (laughs) say. We are here to talk Philadelphia Eagles football with you for the next two hours on Birds 365. John McMullen and Jody McDonald. I asked this question at the end of yesterday's episode. What would the pander chief be donning in his day after? Uh, yeah, threw us
3: a curveball. Uh, I should have known the stag bowl was coming up. But, you know, I don't keep up on Division Three football.
2: You're not right on top of uh, the Amos Alonzo stag bowl, Johnny Mac.
3: I am not. I should have been. I should have been. I saw it. I, You know, I, I kicked myself as soon as I saw it. As soon as Nick popped up on my, because Mondays are virtual, as soon as he popped up on my screen, I saw that Purple Raiders sweatshirt. Uh, I was like, oof, Stag Bowl must be coming up. The Purple Raiders, which he uh, doubled
2: down on yesterday, because didn't didn't want people to think he's rooting for the Raiders. No, the Purple Raiders is uh, mater. and I give him credit. He even had a story to go with it, in that uh, someone asked him about being twelve and one as a football. Player. Yeah,
3: Zach uh, Zach did. He asked him about being twelve and one. You know, I'm surprised uh, after the Giants game. Uh, he didn't. He didn't respond. But I thought he'd go that direction immediately. Uh, that he's never been twelve and one. <laughs> I don't know how many games they play. Maybe that's the issue. But uh, said, he, he said claims they, said they were always thirteen. They've been thirteen and zero,
2: 13 so, and 0 yeah. on several different occasions. Right. Uh, so this is not new turf. Not on the National Football League uh, level, as he also mentioned yesterday, did Coach Sirianni. But at uh, thirteen and zero, been there, done that. If you've done it, you've done it. Then. Yeah. Uh, you can get away with wearing a purple sweater, too. Uh. I,
3: by the way, Jody, I always talk about how boring college football is because it's the same, you know, few teams every year uh, in the mix for being a n- national champion. Well, how boring is Division 3 They're going for number 14. Number 14. I'd I, say I, at know.
2: some point, don't you have to take the challenge and jump up to Division I would two? think so. I would or think subdivision so. before you get to division one. And I guess championships are great if you want to stay and continue to play. I don't know about him, but when I was a uh, little kid, and, and certainly Nick Serial, has got no control of this whatsoever, but uh, I would make a call, be at a basketball playground, and if the little guys my size, whatever, were playing at one end and the bigger guys were playing at the other, I wanted to get into the bigger guys' game. I wanted to kind of challenge myself and test myself, not go down and dominate the guys who were uh, my age and or younger. But that's just me. I uh, just uh, wanted to start with that yesterday because I did happen to ask you. I don't even know why, Edge. It just came to me at the end of the show. What do you think Sirianni would be wearing tomorrow? Uh, so, yeah, uh, go Purple Raiders. We're with you, Coach, on that one. I got could good name. Raiders. One... It's
3: been a while. I'm looking. 2017. So, it's been a while. They got to get back on track.
2: Since when, the last time they won it?
3: 2017,
2: yeah. Wow, that has been a while. Well, let's see, because Sirianni is lending his wisdom to the uh, Eagles these days.
3: Uh, Johnny Mack found it
2: yesterday. The Eagles had to get a new punter. Um, they've already played this game once this year when Jake Elliott missed the game. They reached reached out and picked up uh, off the waiver wire, a.k.a. the scrap heap, uh, a.k.a. Uh, the, the street a kicker and sure enough dicker the kicker came in made a big kick for him he's kicking these days for the Chargers. i watched him yeah. boot a couple home on sunday night uh football he won uh, player but...
3: of the week for both teams eagles special teams player of the week obviously he won it for the eagles and then he won it for the chargers uh, very nice so that's pretty good,
2: impressive good for dicker the kicker he's locked in there i don't know how locked in the new eagle punter is going to be it's going to be a minimum of a week we know that uh but uh a veteran guy Uh, Mr. Kern, who's been around for 13 years, 13-year punter in the NFL. I guess you can do that. That's not as strange as it sounds because we just don't think of NFL players as 13-year players. It's too hard a game. It's too tough a game. Well, for punters, it's not. So you can stick around for a long time. So they got a uh, grizzled veteran off the waiver wire and good on Howie Roseman. Seems like he picked as good a guy who'd be available this time of year.
3: Yeah, I mean everybody was into the uh the punt god. That wasn't that was never going to happen. So, uh people mm-hmm. went down that road, but uh you know, this is a former all-pro uh punter, uh former obviously Pro Bowl punter, uh been kicking for a long time. And I think people forget who the punter was in 2017. You talk about guys who've been around for a while punter the Super Bowl punter was Donnie Jones who'd been around forever so you know these guys uh, know how to kick and and you know I got one fan saying well he lost his job well he lost his job to Ryan Stonehouse and we saw him kick you know how strong his leg is Um, and you know it's a position teams like to go cheaper at and it's much cheaper uh, because things go up incrementally when you're a veteran. Uh, uh, for the uh, better minimum, uh, and minimum. And a guy like Kern would be pretty costly at the, that stage of his career for the Titans. Uh, so they got a younger uh, kid who can really, really, has a strong leg, outkick this coverage uh, against the Eagles time and time again. Led, led the NFL coming into that game. I assume he still does, uh, Stonehouse. So it's not like he, he lost his job to some nothing. Uh, he, w- he was he was punning uh, pretty well last year. You can make a strong argument. I have no idea. I've been seeing him. Uh, hopefully, I'll see him on Wednesday. Um, um, you know what he's got left. But in theory, from a from the Eagles' perspective, who don't punt a lot because a their offense is so good, b they go for it on fourth down, they're moving the football. You know. This might be an upgrade, because as a veteran punter, generally those guys are really good at directional kicking. So maybe their issues are more of when you're backed up, So and you need somebody to flip the field with a 60-yarder and, and good coverage. Maybe you're not going to have that. But as far as when you are punting from the 40 forward. I'm guessing this this guy could still directionally kick it really well because that's what veteran punters do. So we'll see how it works out. But I wouldn't be too
2: concerned. And, oh, by the way, Aaron Cipas, not having a great year between you and I. He hasn't been great the uh, year plus that he's been here now. But I'm rooting for him to come back for one reason and one reason only. The play that he made that he got hurt on the other day. Yeah. Gets a punt blocked is uh, cognizant of what's going on in front of him, scoops it up, tries to make a play going down the sidelines, and damn near got a first down before he got taken out by a giant defender and ended up uh, needing to be helped off the field. He, when you're a putter and you make a play like that, you, you've got my appreciation. So uh, if Kern comes in and just kills it, yeah. I don't well. know what the Eagles are going to do, but I I am outwardly rooting for Aaron Sipas to keep his job
3: um it's always good when you have uh an athletic punter um you know johnny hecker throwing the football um so many times over the years you're probably a big tom Tupa guy i mean he was with the jets for a while wasn't he you know former quarterback it's always good when you have somebody who can make a play um when disaster strikes but yeah. I don't want my punter running,
2: <laughs> Not sure. often, but when he yeah. does do so well, yeah, give him credit. And try and break I, a tackle,
3: I mentioned on this show, you know, Aaron, what a great athlete Aaron is and he sits there and kickoff returns and, uh, you know, catches the football at the apex. He's, he's a really good athlete, you know, former Australian, uh, rugby guy. Um, but I yeah, I don't want my punter running unless it's a design fake and I have an athletic punter and that wasn't the case here. And he got hurt. And and that's that's the downside of it. Um, but I give so. him
2: I give him A for effort on that, and I hope he gets to keep his job. All right, more importantly to the Eagles uh, news yesterday. And this again is is insider information. You guys asked Nick Sirianni about it yesterday, and of course he said absolutely nothing when asked about it. Um, Reed Blankenship, who got hurt in the game against the Giants, who's played well since stepping in for CJ Gardner Johnson, um, apparently only has a mild sprain uh and not a major injury, certainly not something that would cause him to go to IR. Uh, that's a good piece of news, Johnny Mack, because Reed Blankenship's been playing pretty darn well and was playing yeah. well again on Sunday. And if he's not gonna be out for a long period of time, because we know it's at least a couple weeks. Before Johnson comes back, because uh, the IR rules won't even let him come back, even if he's good enough to go. I They kind of need Reed Blankenship between now and the end of the year.
3: Yeah, January 1st, and we'll see uh, how CJ is, if he can come back. That would be the first game that he could come back for. Um, yeah, I mean, he's played really, really well. Now, I talked about that. Everybody was hand-wringing about um, – uh, Jonathan Taylor and, and and Aaron Jones and Derrick Henry, Saquon Barkley on and on and on and turned out to be a little bit of an advantage because you're facing teams that didn't throw the football well at the same time you lost to Bonte Maddox and, and CJ. Um, so he hasn't been tested, but I will tell you this, he's been better than Kayvon Wallace. So that's, that's what you want. And, you know, he's played very well. And by the way, you know, he got hurt. I think he played 18 or 19 snaps. And, you know, it was 21 nothing when he was in the game. So, you know, the defense was holding up uh, pretty well again. Um, and obviously it turned into garbage time, extended garbage time from that point forward. But it was 21 nothing when he got hurt. Um, the prior two games he played very well. Um it, 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 and the Eagles were very concerned that that was a serious injury after the game. Um, so that was uh, uh really pleasant news. And the fact that you know, Mike Garapolo was the one who reported it, uh, first, uh, friend of the show, so we'll give him a, a hat tip. And and um, you know, he mentioned he's not a candidate for injured reserve, so simple math tells you not going to be back this week, but it's going to be a one to three week injury and that's good news. And, but the Eagles are, you know, they visited with Anthony Harris yesterday. So there's some concern that they need a body at safety for the short term.
2: Right. Need a body. But (laughs) even more importantly uh, is somebody's got to play. Blankenship's uh, not going to play. Assuming he's out hasn't (laughs) been stated yet, but that's a uh, a fair assumption. I think we would have gotten day to day, or at least week to week, if that were the case, uh, it wasn't. So my guess is he's not going to be able to go, uh, will not be up on Sunday. Uh, Wallace filled in this Sunday. Is there a chance we see maybe some Josiah Scott, who's been a course trained guy between corner and safety back there, depending on the given set that the Eagles are in, or do you think it's just plug in Kayvon Wallace and kind of cross your fingers?
3: I think it's plug in Kayvon Wallace or sign Anthony Harrison and immediately put him out there more than Josiah Scott. Now, you know, it, it, again, you're talking about Justin Fields. So what's the strength of, of, of Kayvon Wallace's game? Uh, it's run support versus coverage. Um, and I don't know if Chicago is going to threaten you throwing the football. Not that Fields can't do it. They just don't have a ton of talent uh, outside. So I think they would want that. That run support presence on the field more than the pass coverage. And that would be, you know, would be interesting if you had a high octane passing offense. I think that would be more in the conversation because uh, Josiah is more of a, a coverage guy at safety. Um, but it's Justin Fields week. So, you know, it's all hands on deck when it comes to stopping the quarterback running game uh, more than worrying about. Uh, the passing game because the Bears just aren't there uh, from that perspective. He makes big plays, but he generally makes big plays after the offense breaks down and that's, you know, that's all schedule stuff. So um, yeah, I, I think the opponent plays into that and it would, to me this week, it's going to be Kayvon Wallace or, you know, remember if they sign Anthony Harris, he's been playing all year. He's been with the Broncos all year. I think he got cut. December 6th. So he's in shape. He knows the offense. He could show up for Wednesday practice and start on, on Sunday. So to me, it's, it's, if they're comfortable with Anthony and where he is, that's more likely than Josiah Scott.
2: And then Eagles have shown the ability and, or the desire to just plug a guy in and play. They did it with their two DTs when they signed him off the street just a couple of weeks ago. And you're right, those guys weren't here before. At least uh, the safety that we're talking about has a familiarity with the system that Jonathan Cannon runs since he was a starter here all last year. Uh, Certainly something we'll be keeping an eye on. Johnny Mack will be giving you the info on it on jacobsports.com if the Eagles make any other moves. All right, um, the moves they've been making all year long mostly have been up the standings to a 12-1 and record, unquestioned number one team in the National Football League, at least by me, by Johnny Mac as well. ESPN's got a computer that says somehow they're not the team most likely. Dallas-based
3: computer, by the way. Dallas-based computer. I'm just making that
2: up. Yeah, I was going to say, Yeah, are you sure about that? When, when did no. they annex Bristol, Connecticut no. down to Dallas? I it's got to be
3: Dallas-based. So I'm just making an
2: assumption. So someone should do a background check, a deep dive on who is the person who runs that computer program would be uh, my suggestion. We suggest you stay right here with us on Birds 365. I've got two good guests coming your way. First up, Mark Farzetta. You catch him the uh, pregame show here on the Jacob uh, Sports YouTube channel, leading into each and every single Eagles game. Also, the host of the Farzetta <laughs> Show. So, Mark Farzetta is going to join us in hour number one, hour number two. Hunter Brody from the best sports, uh, the best, the best show ever. On uh, no pressure
3: there for poor Hunter, by the way. They, no
2: they, they, they picked the name of the show. Now they got to yeah. live up to it. Yeah. Uh, Hunter Brody's going to join us in hour number two. But first things first, Mark Forzetta joins us next here on Birds 365. Post game show with Seth Joyner.
4: I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not
0: won
5: the Super Bowl, what would we be saying?
4: And Mike Missinelli. Well, you know how Philly he is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps.
0: Number one, Jeffy Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not least brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only thirty nine ninety five, or three thirty nine per month. New Rams starting at only thirty nine ninety five, or new Ram fifteen hundred Bighorn Crew Cabs one eighty nine per month. Zero down, can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeffy Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. Did you know taxes could be your biggest
6: expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401Ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today
2: streaming on in here on birds 365 you got mac and mac and a third voice to be heard from good to catch up with him again and johnny mac i gotta clarify something before we get into all the seagull stuff with mark farzetta um farzy i assume you don't have to commute to do the farzy show
8: Oh, no. I, I leave the studio. I come back. It's a big commute. Sometimes my wife's cats get in my way. Ah. So, yeah, it's a big traffic jam every once in a while. And that's what I figured. Now, you do have to
2: do some commuting to get to the Eagles pregame show down at Ocean Casino. Oh, there, right?
8: well worth the drive. Well worth the drive at Ocean. Now, wait, the drive is the
2: drive done with four wheels or two? Because <laughs> when I knew Farzetti, he was commuting every day on his bike. In right. February, with snow on the ground, he would go down to the basement of a building on 4th and Market Street and get rolling, get the, the helmet on and get rolling on his bike. You're not taking a bike all the way down the ocean
1: down to Jersey Shore, are you? you? You know, in
8: the summer months, in the summer months, maybe. No, never, never. I am I am not a cyclist, and I was, I was never a cyclist. I was only a bike commuter. So I—that's the differentiation I'll make you right there. You picked
2: it well, Parge. When you climbed on that bike, I'd watch you pull pulled out of the driveway, going, "Damn, there's a man on a mission. He <laughs> wants to get home. He's feeling like he means it."
8: I would hit Crown Chicken on the way home, and then I'd uh, go home watch some Mad Men. Maybe Crown men Chicken. Crown. Yeah. that—that's good stuff. Yeah, man, rock out a little Madden, nice. and yeah. then uh, you know, hit the sack. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Very nice. Now sometimes,
3: <laughs> sometimes, Mark, you're doing the pregame show from ocean and yeah. then i see you on the halftime show before i come on you're back in the farzy studio
8: yes so we generally speaking stop we, we stop the pregame show maybe an hour gives me about an hour to get home which is about what it takes to get back from ac i live right in philly and um it's great and uh, i just yeah i just watch the game in my office my home studio and then i uh, i do the hit at halftime with you john yeah now, last week
3: you stuck for halftime at Ocean. Yeah, so that's why I was wondering. I, it was a curveball. Like, yeah, but- like my 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 beanie hat was a curveball to you. <laughs> curve it ball. was great.
8: It was a little curveball to me. Yeah, no, yeah. but it was it was great. I don't like I don't like evil beanie. Evil beanie <laughs> doesn't pick the eagles. Doesn't pick the eagles. No beanie, you pick the eagles. Well, you
3: know, as a fellow, uh, we all know first thing to get cold. They oh yeah. Oh,
1: absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Free- absolutely.
2: Three for three. Who guys yeah. who need hats here? Yes, uh, whatever, whatever hat you can get your hands on. Certainly, uh, the Eagles aren't covering anything up any uh, any of these days. Far they're just putting it out there for everyone to admire. Twelve and one, best team in the National Football League. Two weeks running, blowouts where the backups are getting a chance to play. What more can the Eagles do to impress their fan base? the rest of the National Football League, or even themselves these days? What's left to prove?
8: See, that's that's interesting you say that, because one of the things I made a point of uh, on yesterday's show was they're getting questions about the Super Bowl. Uh, I know Dick Sirianni was asked a question last week about the Super Bowl and the uh, impact of that and the idea of that and other guys that have played in the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl the team. Now, they're getting questions about literally after the game in the Meadowlands, Hassan Reddick is being asked a question about whether or not he feels anybody can compete with the Eagles. So when you're getting questions like that, I'm sure it's difficult to try to keep that type of excitement or that type of expectation down, but the Eagles throughout this entire year, even when they had a perfect season going for themselves, have done a wonderful job saying each week is a season. We're not looking at it as an entire thing. We're looking at it as each week. Everything matters when it comes to beating the Giants or it comes to this week beating the Chicago Bears, which is really important because we all know who's on the schedule after they play the Bears. Yeah, they have done if a great were, job of staying focused. If there were ever a letdown game, Mark, this is it, right? Oh,
3: sure, this, yeah. I mean, Dallas is on the horizon. Uh, second of three consecutive road games. Chicago's the worst team in the NFC record-wise. They don't have much. They're obviously they're rebuilding first-year head coach. they are not doing a good job around Justin Fields. If ever there was a letdown game, this is the letdown week, but that's been the most impressive part of this team to me. They don't have letdown games. They just they just destroy these bad teams. <laughs> now they've had some, you know, they struggled a little bit in Houston. They struggled in Indy, Arizona, and they needed Cameron Dicker to come through. It hasn't been perfect, but Look around at the rest of the league. Everybody has letdowns. Everybody has letdowns. The Eagles, their biggest letdown. They could arguably be thirteen and zero if not for a Quez Watkins What would we be saying if they were? <laughs> oh,
8: right now our heads would be exploding. And look, I to, to answer that question and also comment a little bit more about what, what Jody asked as well. Like this is a team you tell your grandkids about. Like I don't know how the I don't know how the story ends yet, but if they were at thirteen and zero at this point in the season, I mean you're certainly telling your grandkids about that type of team. But again, we don't know how it ends. If they were thirteen and zero, I think we'd still be talking about what we talked about maybe a couple of weeks ago when when I was on with you guys about how this is the type of team that if they're at the end of the year, do you go and you have everything clinched, home field advantage. Do you keep starters in? Do you play starters or do you sit them? So we would still be continuing that conversation, which, by the way, for the record, I was all about playing starters. Not a whole game, maybe not even a whole half, but at least keep them fresh, keep them sharp before the playoffs start. And I say, why not go for history? It's one thing to win a Super Bowl. That's great. Uh, Every year, a team wins a Super Bowl. Not every year competes to be the greatest team ever, which is what you would have to term an undefeated team that wins a Super Bowl.
2: Right, and we're still going to have the conversations on how the Eagles are going to handle their business sitting or playing, depending on how much downtime it is before they play their first playoff game. Oh, that's going to be discussed plenty. here on Birds 365 and everywhere else in Philadelphia uh, once they do lock up absolutely everything. All right, so again, we're trying to ask questions when there might not be questions to ask because they're playing the way they're playing. Is putting Dallas Goddard back in the lineup going to be tricky business this week? No. I, I, damn, I, damn, the offenses look good without that Goddard guy. Who no. needs Dallas Goddard at this stage? 35, <laughs> 45? We don't need that Goddard guy.
8: Yeah, Jack yeah. Stall and uh, and uh, Grant Calcaterra. They're past- game planning for Grant Calcaterra yeah.
3: last
8: week. They're shaking right now in Chicago, yeah. trying to game plan to stop that guy. Uh, but no, what's well, really, I mean, obviously the pass catching tight end that he could be is phenomenal. But the thing I always go back to with uh, with Goddard and 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 John, I might have talked about this with you before. But I always go back to that. I think it was a week two game in Atlanta where they opened the dome. I think it was the year after the Eagles won the Super Bowl. And it was all of a sudden a bunch of guys got hurt. And there was talk about like the barometric pressure in the room or in the uh, in the stadium <laughs> and guys' hamstrings exploding and Dallas Goddard wasn't able to play. First, fast forward to uh, the Tuesday locker room sessions after that loss to Atlanta and Jason Kelsey – said we had to throw out half our playbook because Dallas Goddard got hurt because he wasn't able to run block for them and he obviously wasn't going to be there in the passing game as well. So that made me think about how impactful this guy is, not just as a receiving tight end, but what he does as a blocker as well. And man, they have done a great job this offensive line, Stall Calcaterra. These guys have really stepped up just in the run game aspect of what they've been able to accomplish without Dallas Goddard. But adding another weapon of Jalen Hurts in this offense, I mean, what more do you want from this team?
3: Yeah, that's the easiest decision ever for this uh, offensive coaching staff. Thanks, Jack. You played a ton. Uh, thanks, Grant. You, you held down the port. Now, yeah, go over there. Yeah. Uh, Dallas got us back.
8: You got your uh, good film. You got your yeah. good film down, yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, but I do want to talk about injuries because, you know, you mentioned Atlanta back in the day. Nobody wants to play on that MetLife Stadium turf. Nobody. It's a disaster. Players hate it. Uh, Jets and Giants, and and uh, they're going to change the turf again. We'll see how that's going. They got to do it every other week. Those particular teams. So it's really difficult for them. Eagles had some injuries. Um, Aaron C. Potts is going to be out. They bring in Brett Kern. Who knows, Anthony Harris might be back, Reed Blankenship, but they got a break with Reed. They were very concerned that was going to be a significant injury. Uh, looks like it's going to be week to week now. Wayne Johnson went down. That's the biggest one, but it looks like he's going to be day to day. If there's anything that could derail this Eagles team, it's injuries. That was the biggest question. Get the hell out of Met Life Stadium as healthy as possible. Mm-hmm. And it looks like other than Aaron Cpas and a, a couple weeks with Reed Blankenship, that part of it worked, is the injury bug. Is, is that the only question about this team? That's yeah. what the NFL is about, attrition.
8: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Long season. Guys get banged up. It happens every single year, and it's certainly always a worry. And, you know, I go back to the T.O. year where it was like, a lot of fans had the attitude, not that they were not interested, but a lot of fans had the attitude of, all right, this is great. Call me when we're in the Super Bowl, you know, that type of thing. And then he gets hurt yeah. against, you know, Roy Williams yeah. and the Cowboys. And you're like, oh, God, here we go. We can't have nice things. This is ridiculous. Uh, so, yes, that from that moment on, I've always been concerned about injuries and how injuries change the tide of a season. We all know that. But then again, this team is also the team of next man up. This is a team that has a lot of players that were still on that team that harken back to the next man up era, the, the underdog era, and they're obviously still using the underdog mantra. But if that team in 2017 could beat the powerhouse that was the New England Patriots with who they beat the Patriots with, I have no reason to lose faith. And even, I mean, Reed Blankenship, even though he got hurt now, we'll see the severity of it, how much time he might miss, uh, although the outlook is a lot better than an IR stint now, which is great. He's a great example of it. I mean, this is a guy that literally made the club with the way he played in the third and final preseason game, and this is why you play the third and final preseason game, and more importantly, this is why you watch the third and final preseason game because Reed Blankenship went well, out there and I can and agree pull. with you there. <laughs> well, in terms of him making the team, there or just watching? No, him? well,
3: uh, well, I think Reed. No, watching the third preseason. Okay, <laughs> but you know, behind behind the scenes, Reed did a lot in practice. Obviously, that's that's where you make the team, and he mm. opened. Earlier, Nick Sirianni talked about, you know, he 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 had some friends at Middle Tennessee State, and he knew about Reed Blankenship, and he showed up. And when the pads came on, the rare times they put the pads on, that's when he showed up because he's mm-hmm. a physical guy. And they said, "Whoa, he <laughs> might have something here." Mm-hmm. Um, and he's played great, uh, but now you're down to Kayvon Wallace. um mm, That's a concern. Now last night. Kyler Murray goes down. Anybody else get those non-contact injury? You're going to hear all these narratives. You know it. You guys both know it because you talked to callers for years. It's not sustainable. You can't play the way Jalen Hurts plays. Look at Kyler Murray. He's out. He, he He's a mobile quarterback. You, you constantly hear that. I think it's the dumbest argument ever. I'm gonna be you know, you can't legislate injuries. Um Jalen does a good job uh um avoiding big hits. I'll say it again, Kyler Murray's injury was non-contact.
2: But it was maybe it's not
3: sustainable soccer. for 10 years, but what what's better? What's better? Maximizing what you have now or chasing this invisible ghost
8: of trying to make this sustainable for 10 12 years. Uh I will say the only thing I find not sustainable is the amount of times they have Jalen Hurts put his head down and go for first, you know, first and short, you know, first and goal situations on the first play. And that's the only thing I don't like seeing. Jalen Hurts does a great job of getting rid of the football. For the most part, he does a great job of protecting himself, either, either sliding or getting out of bounds, not really taking the big hit often. I think he does a great job in terms of doing that. The only thing that I would change right now is when you get into those first and goal from the one situations, maybe try Miles Sanders up the middle, maybe try Boston Scott up the middle first before I have Jalen Hurts diving headfirst in the pile because he does it enough time to sustain drives on third and short, fourth and short, whatever it might be, fourth and one, fourth fourth and inches. That's the one thing I would look at Nick Sirianni and say, do we really need to put him in peril that often when we already know he's going to be creating plays for you in other dynamics? Yeah,
3: let me just jump in here, Mark. I can't, and, and if either of you two guys correct me, I can't remember a quarterback, any quarterback, ever getting hurt on a quarterback sneak. I don't think it's a dangerous play at all.
8: Uh, I still think it's putting him in peril, especially when we're talking about the concussion era that we're in. And having his head down, so many guys jumping at him, knowing the play is coming. I'm I mean, like Jason me. Jason Kelsey even says, you know what's coming. <laughs> like, like, and then they, they still get it, which is incredible. And I'm happy that it works. But I, I still would like maybe try something else first. Maybe the second play you try them in there. Because it is a great play. It does work with great uh, efficiency. But that's the only thing I look at that I go, Ugh. Maybe not so many of those. Maybe, and, and you're right. I Not one guy jumps to mind that, oh, well, they shouldn't have called that. You know, quarterback sneak or anything like that, but just the amount of times they do it, it does give me caution when, <clears> when they do call it.
2: John, if you were an Eagle employee, you'd be fired by <laughs> Howard Roseman or Arch Stano. Well, that that with goes with the attitude of we got to go it. for it here. We can't legislate injury. All <laughs> the Eagles think they can. So if you if you made that speech in the locker room, yeah, they, they could bring in your playbook. You'd be gone. Um, but uh, next question for Farzi is a multiple choice. Are you ready? Farzi? Oh, oh boy. Okay. Uh, go the ahead. Eagles have gone from tied for 31st or 30th in the national football league in sacks last year to numero uno. They now lead the national football League in sacks this year. Not good. It enough. is. It is one of three reasons. Number one, the addition of Hassan Reddick. Number two, BG coming back in the fountain of youth that he's got a chance to get his most sacks ever mm-hmm. after missing an entire year at his advanced stage. Or number three, they no longer are afflicted by the presence of Derek Barnett. One of those three oh, reasons is the reason why <laughs> the Eagles are now number at. one in the National Football League in sacks
8: which of the three is it? Uh, uh, these are all wonderful choices. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, Redick is the biggest reason of the three options that you gave me. So I'm not going to not answer your question because I'm not a coward. I will answer your question and say Asan Redick is the number one of your the options presented, but prevent or, uh, presented to me. But the reason I think even above Asan Redick uh, and Asan Redick is part of it is the influx of talent that you've had on the defensive side of the ball in general. I think this team just being better manned has made them look a hell of a lot better. I remember the question going into the season. Is Jalen Hurts the guy, was what we were all asking. And then, can Jonathan Gannon really step up with the players that he's got now? Can he run a more efficient efficient philosophy or scheme with the players he has? And the answer to that is a resounding absolutely And I think Reddick's a big part of that. I think Kazir White's a big part of that. I think TJ Edwards' improvement has been a big part of that. I think that the guys you brought on your defensive line midway through the season, and Sue and Linville Joseph, have done a great job. The resurgence of Brandon Graham, Josh Sweat taking another step forward. With the better personnel, excuse me, you have seen this entire defense take a step forward. I think that's why they're having more success in getting home whenever it is they do pressure or they win their one-on-one battles.
3: By the way, the Eagles lead the NFL with 49 sacks, which I think everybody knows. They they passed Dallas over the past week. They are number one in sacks this season. Did, did, but wasn't I, that the I,
2: question I, I just asked you, Mark? No, yeah. yeah. Said they were number one in
3: sacks in the no. NFL. But fans, this is the part I'm getting to, mm. Jody. I think fans don't realize, most fans, uh, buy players with six or more sacks which is nice, but first time, first time, first time. Let me say that again in franchise history that has ever happened. First time, Jim Johnson, nope. Bud Carson, nope. Buddy Ryan, nope. Never happened before. This is it. First time. Now, this team, there's so many records on this team. I love Miles Sanders, you know, when he got asked what's more important to you a thousand yards or 10 touchdowns. And his answer was Super Bowl. Um I, 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 I'd I love that answer from Miles Sanders. I tell Jody all the time and he gets, you know, worked up about it. Jonathan Gannon doesn't care about sacks. He likes them because they're always good. It's always good to sack the quarterback, but he doesn't care about sacks. And Jonathan Gannon has been a bit of a, you know, lightning rod for this fan base when you hear numbers like that why do you think
8: he's still a lightning rod for this fan base because he doesn't mean it (laughs) in all honesty and I I agree I I give all the credit for I was a huge skeptic I was not a huge skeptic when it came to Jalen Hurts and and the type of I didn't expect this type of leap but I knew he'd take a leap in, in this season but with Gannon I was like I don't know the idea of not even bend, but don't break, but just keep on, you know, keep your corners off the line of scrimmage. You don't have to blitz as many times everyone's saying. Like that to me just shows that you couldn't force teams into mistakes. Now with the upgrade of talent that he has had, I think there's no secret that Howie Roseman has his fingerprints on this team and has done the most with this team that we have seen in recent memory when it comes to Howie Roseman as a general manager or director of player personnel when it comes to the Philadelphia Eagles. Whether that's getting Sue and Linville Joseph on that defense or whether that's trading for A.J. Brown to come into the mix with Jalen Hurts, I think he has done a phenomenal job this year of upgrading the talent on both sides of the ball. But just specifically to Gannon, To stay on point, this is a guy that I think hasn't tweaked his philosophy a lot. I think what he has done is simply gotten better talent. And in most cases, because we still have seen a son, Reddick drop back into coverage not a lot, but we've still seen that happen. And that's not something I'm ever a fan of. But I guess you got to keep the quarterback guessing.
3: Yeah. And he has had a
8: lot, he has had a lot of success. What I think you got to keep you guessing.
3: Got to keep me guessing every once in a while. Every (laughs) once in a while.
2: I think John and Mark have both made the point. It takes a village to get sacks. Th- uh, there you go. <laughs> as far as he's saying, they need the entire team. And John pointing out how many different guys. Right. Six sacks. It has right. been truly a team effort uh, by the Eagles this year. I right, flip it back over to the offensive side of the ball. And that guy who's taking the snaps these days, Jalen Hurts, who is now only the leader in the MVP standings. If you go by wagering markets as of right now. There isn't anybody in the Delaware Valley, except maybe O.G. Wade, a WIP caller who believed that Jalen Hurts was going to be the MVP of the NFL this year. How high is high? How much is he going to cost the Philadelphia Eagles when this season is over and done with? Uh, Mark, uh, John and I have been doing this since the, the preseason. Well, you know, they could, if they could do a contract extension, which they can't, they might be able to get a reasonable number, $25 million. O 030 oh, million no. 035 oh, no. million no, 040 million 045 050 million dollars a year yeah. that's the neighborhood that he's played himself into how big a conversation is that going to be this offseason
8: well, I mean, we, it's going to be a huge conversation, uh, and how big is the number going to be? You are, you're, you're getting close, damn near close to 40 when you're talking about this player and then it'll be restructured and blah, 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 blah. But the number that's going to come out is going no, to be he's ginormous. Gonna
2: leave, he's going to leave 40 in the dirt. Oh, you gotta, you gotta get past that. Hey, He's going to leave forty standing still. It's going to be closer to fifty than it is to forty.
8: Probably right in that regard. I mean, he has put the Kyler Murray. What is t- Kyler Murray at 25, 40, 30 million?
3: Oh, uh, he's way yeah, he's way. Uh, what is he two 232
8: 232 thirty two over five years? Five. five. Okay. Good lord. Yeah. Um, yes. So he's going to put that number in the dirt. <laughs> I remember looking at. The, the contract, not never remember the numbers off my head and be like, well, Hertz is going to top that uh, yeah. because of the way he's playing I mean, the conversation was whether or not he's the guy, I mentioned earlier, whether or not he's the guy, whether or not he can be the franchise quarterback. For, like, <laughs> even franchise quarterback, you talk about talking about putting things in the dirt, that conversation is sealed, there are daisies yeah. over top of it right now, and a beautiful headstone saying, now the, now the once and future franchise quarterback of the Eagles, and talking about a guy. Now, look, when you say great, you automatically go with history and the way you guys are playing. But the bottom line is, if you're just talking about this season this season isolated, Jalen Hurts is a great quarterback. And there's nobody else in the NFL right now that I think anyone in their right mind would take over Jalen Hurts with the way he has played this season. You want to talk about all-time betting on yourself type of moments. And true, Jalen Hurts didn't have control because not a first-round pick and all that. But man, if you were to go into this season and say... Is this guy going to be a top five, top three, even the best quarterback in the NFL? People might even say you're crazy, an MVP candidate. People might even say you're crazy. But to talk about the numbers attached to it, I can't think of a better performance for a quarterback in a clutch situation of his career to get that big money contract than what Jalen Hurts has put on the field. Joe Flacco did it with the Super Bowl what he bet on himself before the season, ended up winning the Super Bowl and cashed in. And I know that's not a name people want to associate to Jalen Hurts, and rightfully so, but just in terms of contract, Wow. It's hard to do more than what Jalen Hurts has done this year.
3: All right, uh, Mark, I brought up one guy who takes a lot of hits, and you brought up an interesting point in, in saying that uh, the personnel has changed so dramatically on defense, and you're right, by the way. I mean, when the Eagles were struggling, they didn't change the scheme. They went out and got Lynn manuel <laughs> and, and Sue. So when we talk about the MVP in this, this league, and it should be Jalen Hurts, the MVP of the Philadelphia Eagles, Howie Roseman? <laughs> well,
8: I think it, I think it's a slam dunk that he's executive of the year. I mean, just think about this for a second. The Eagles were the first team in the NFL to clinch a playoff spot. Oh, and by the way, they have a top five pick next year. Like, yeah. as, right now. Like, if that's not the sugar on top of or the, you know, the sugar in the cake no. there when it comes to being executive of the year, I don't know what is. And Domican Sue coming in. Here. And, and Dominick and Sue, Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox, all played 46% of the snaps on Sunday against the Giants. Well, but- it
3: helps that you're up 100 by
8: you know, <laughs> the <it> second <laughs> it quarter. It certainly yeah. does. Yeah. It certainly does. But just think about that from a conditioning standpoint for Indomitian Sue. And only playing his, what, third game with the Eagles to this point? Uh, that's pretty impactful. And that is all because Howie Rosen was aggressive. Uh, co- co- Charles Gardner Johnson gets signed by this team, and he's leading the NFL in interceptions. He's never played free safety before. And then he gets yeah. hurt. Oh, and then, by the way, Reed Blankenship comes in and plays more than serviceable as he comes in. And then we'll see what happens next, whether that's Anthony Harris, whether that's Kayvon Wallace, whatever. But he just keeps on making moves. Well, up my team point, win.
3: though, my point bringing that up, and obviously it's a bit facetious, he's not going to be the NBA Right, right, or right. Anything. Um, this team's about personnel. They have better personnel than everybody else. Nick's mm-hmm. done a great job as a coach. We talked about Jalen. The defense is tremendous everywhere. Hassan Reddick. You know, the Robert Quinn trade uh, was not a good one, uh, so he's not 100%. But this team's about personnel, and now he's ring shopping, and he's bringing in a 36-year-old punter because guys are ring shopping. So Joseph wants to be here. Sue wants to be here. Brett Kern wants to be here. Who knows? Anthony Harris is probably going to come back these guys are all ring shopping because (laughs) this team is so good and the personnel is so good. Mm -hmm. So I think it's interesting only because if you rewind back to the preseason, I mean, I talked about lightning rods with Jonathan Gannon, how he's probably even a bigger lightning rod, Mm -hmm. but man, this has been, this has been a season for the ages personnel wise.
8: Yeah, you look at the 2017 season, every offseason acquisition was a hit. I mean, even the in season acquisition of Jay Ajayi did a great job for that team. Chris Long made a huge play in the game Carson Wentz got hurt and helped, you know, propel the Eagles to the rest of the season that they were just fantastic in. And obviously, to the Super Bowl, Garrett Blunt was a huge acquisition for that team. I mean, really, all across the football field, uh, the depth obviously brought in as well. I mean, Halapulavati Vaitai was your starting left tackle in that game, having himself a hell of a season, coming in for Jason Peters. Darren Sproles, next man up. Corey Clement all of a a sudden put in a great rookie campaign and an even better Super Bowl. So, yeah, depth was incredible. This season you could say the same thing. So when you talk about maybe most important person with the club right now is probably Howie Roseman for what he's been able to pull together with this team and with this quarter. Because Jalen Hurts had a huge step forward. AJ Brown is here. Jonathan Gannon has had a huge step forward with this defense. Hassan Reddick is here. Continued help along the way defensively speaking with this team. So yeah, Howie Roseman, probably the most important person at that NovaCare complex.
2: All right, you guys have set me up to be the rain on the parade guy. And no, oh, you know, I will not uh turn down the the responsibility. How many extensions has Howie Roseman gotten done with present-day Philadelphia Eagles, who could help them going forward? Because this has been a staple of how he's M.O. He tries to pick a guy or two. He thinks part of the base and part of what the building <laughs> blocks are with. How many he gotten done this year? Too good, man. Mm, too good. He,
8: more extensions than probably, Jody, you, me, and John need combined Man. to make it look like we got a nice head of hair. Uh, I don't <laughs> know. I don't know, but he's going to get a lot of them done. I'm oh, he a lot is. Of it's returned. a
2: foregone conclusion. they calls him into the office and says, here, sign this. You
8: really Money. Think,
2: you think these great defensive Money. players are having phenomenal years, are going to go? Oh, sure, Howie, whatever you say. He's got none done. Zero. There,
8: there is a none. funny thing about Howie Roseman. This is why, whenever people talk about, and you mentioned the callers he used to talk to, John, when you talk to those people, they're like, how are they going to do with that money? They can't do with the money. The money I know is real, but for whatever reason with Howie, he knows how to manipulate the hell out of it to the nth degree, probably knows the cap. He has probably told people that monitor the cap at the NFL how to operate the cap. Like, that's how great yes. he is. And, did and, with and, this and day, by the way,
3: I want to give some love to Jake Rosenberg. He's a big part of that cap thing as well. But uh, just as we're talking, uh, Drew Rosenhaus uh, confirms Anthony Harris is back. Oh, boy. Anthony Harris is back. All right. Uh, so there's another one. Anthony <sighs> Harris is back. Good yeah. good,
2: good on him. Now, there's a ring shopping guy. I, I certainly believe that that's the case because <laughs> he might add some other offers. Uh, Mr. Kern. No, he's been sitting out for 16. The first team that called and offered him a contract. He was going to come back and kick. Didn't matter if it was the Texans. He would have come back. Three time.
3: That's disrespect. That's a three time, uh, pro bowl punter. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. they, they, may may they, they may have gotten better for punter. 13 weeks. <laughs> they may have gotten better at punter. Uh,
2: Sean Landetta was a multi-time pro bowl kicker. Should the Eagles have signed him instead? Come on! Hey, when you're unemployed, By you're unemployed. By the way, it's
3: funny you say that because I got a. Uh, I I hope it was a joke tweet, but somebody said I wanted landetta uh, <laughs> How old is Sean at this stage? Fifty uh, something.
8: Yeah, fifty <laughs> He's something. He's in his fifties. That's went sure. went to the same high school as my wife. Finally. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Lock Raven High School in uh, Glenarm, Maryland. Yeah, they they met at a Bud Light event I was doing and they started talking and he was just at his high school because it was when the NFL was doing the, the 50th anniversary of the Super Bowl and they were giving gold footballs to every high school. And he said, here's a, literally here's a picture of me at my high school giving the gold football. And my wife goes, is that Lock Raven?
3: And he Mark goes, yeah, how I- does her- she not know that Sean Landetta went to her high school? That's a bad job by her.
8: Oh, it's a horrendous job. My wife is reading her Kindle as I watch. She doesn't What? Well, no, she doesn't watch yeah. sports. Yeah, she does yeah. not appreciate. She does not appreciate. I feel she her, pain. She her like heard cats in Farzi's <laughs> We established that today.
2: All right, farze. Last thing, um, I read this by shoot, I forget which of the two guests it was yesterday. Um The under-over rushing yards for Justin Fields on Sunday versus the Eagles. He is averaging 75 yards a game. Pretty damn impressive. Sorry, Jalen Hurts may be the MVP, but he's not the best running quarterback in the NFL this year. That's Justin Fields. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's one thing (laughs) Jalen might be trailing in in the league in his unbelievable season. It's best rushing quarterback. He might be number two, but number one they're facing this week. I set the over-under on Justin Fields' rushing yards at 74 and a half. So if he gets his average, it's over. Yeah. The improved eagle run defense, which we're hearing a lot about, uh, that they're that much better against the run. I think the fact that they played with leads all these last three weeks have kind of kept the running the totals of the opposition down. They're always out in front. Um, Under over 74 and a half yards for Justin Fields' On Sunday, where are you
8: go? I am going to say over. Yes, uh, Way uh, to yeah. go, Mark. No, oh, right <laughs> is this where Jody introduces the topic? I agree with John and Jody goes, You're ridiculous. How do you say that? Right like I, <laughs> I'm
2: not ridiculous. I set the number, so I said it right. what I thought it was a very fair number. That is I'll fair. tell you why you're both going to be wrong. Okay,
8: this is what I mean. <laughs> this is
2: what I mean. Okay, exactly. go ahead. Exactly.
8: All right. What do you got? Who
2: did who did the Eagle defense? In practice, And we know they don't do a lot of practicing. But when they do their walkthroughs, mm. who are they walking through against? Mm, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. So they're probably better prepared, mm. except for maybe the Ravens, to play against the rushing quarterback because they do every single day in practice. That's why they're holding fields to under 74 and a half yards.
8: All right. Well, I looked down in your comment section here and uh, Chris go, I want to say Chris go, I'm on the same page and NJ fishing. uh, Yes, I have gotten before that. I look like Nick Sirianni. Thank you. I'm his fatter, balder brother. But anyway, (laughs) um, but when it comes to uh, why he's going to get the over, it's because he's going to be scrambling all yes, the live long yes, day. Exactly. He's throwing, he's throwing into the two best defensive yes. backs of the NFL. The only thing he's going to have all in the is
3: all the Bears have is him running around like a nut job. That's all they have. He's going to have 35, 40. And Eagles fans, by the way, Mark, are going to lose their head. Oh, we can't stop Justin Fields and run. And you're not seeing Justin Fields every week. Don't worry about it. So yeah. he's going to run for a bunch of yards. Because that's all the Bears have. Uh, And Eagles fans should know better than anybody else. Plus one in the running game means plus one in the running game. There's a lot of times he isn't accounted for. Stopping the traditional running game is a lot different than stopping the plus one of a quarterback who can Mm -hmm. run. And -hmm. Eagles fans should understand that by now because of Jalen Hurts.
8: I, I haven't seen the numbers of, of the, the bears on third down conversions, but just regarding this matchup, this isolated matchup, I have a feeling that we're going to be really pissed off on third downs. Cause I feel like they're he's going to be able to extend a couple drives yeah. and keep drives going by using his legs and the Eagles have everything sealed off. And the next thing you know, Justin Fields just runs for five yards, gets a first down, does that a couple of times. He crazy. is a
3: phenomenal
8: runner. He mm-hmm. is
3: unbelievable. He's closer to Lamar Jackson than Jalen Hurts. Hmm. Jalen's a great runner. Don't get me wrong, but he's a different runner than Lamar Jackson and and Justin Fields. These guys are so athletic, and they are – he set the record. He set the record a couple weeks ago for most rushing yards by quarterback in the regular season. Hmm. Colin Kaepernick still has it in the postseason. In the postseason, right. Yeah, nonetheless.
2: Fields Fields is fast, but I say they hold him to under the 74-and-a-half – We'll see you on Sunday. Farzy, good deal. Go out and take a bike ride, okay, bud?
8: <laughs> <laughs> we'll do. Great seeing you guys. Talk to you soon. See ya. Thank that you, That is
2: Mark Farzetta of the Farsi Show and the host of the Eagles pregame show right here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Don McMullen and Jody McDonald, your Mac and Mac guys here on Birds 365. Uh, next hour, we've got Hunter Brody joining us. So the hits just keep coming here on Birds 365.
0: Number one, Jeff D. Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not least, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only thirty nine ninety five, dollars or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only thirty nine ninety five, dollars or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs, $189 per month. Zero Down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D. Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, Big Finish Sales Event.
6: Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today.
2: get an hour in the book which means we've got an hour left to play here on birds 365 you got john McMullen and Jody mcdonald here hanging with you thanks for streaming in and while you're here number of uh, almost 500 today hit that like button god give give your boys mac and mac a little bit of love help us out with our uh, algorithm johnny mac i'm going to run an algorithm by you and i need your most serious football face here because i know you're not a a guy who is beholden to stats You think that they can teach you something, but when you start to be solely driven by them, you might be making a mistake. But I'm going to give you a stat that I saw last night. And I want to give credit to the person who uh, put this out there. It's not a guy who I had ever heard of before, but it was a number that I just couldn't believe. Where the hell is it? I wrote it down. Damn it. Um, <clears throat> I'll find it here on my sheet. I can't even see my sheet this morning. I guess I need to have another cup of coffee. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles, the, well, not this year, The uh, during the Nick uh, Sirianni. Sirianni era, when they wear pants <laughs> that aren't white they are 11 and 10 21 games that they've worn oh. in the green or black pants they are 10 and 11 in games where the Philadelphia Eagles have worn their white pants during the Nick Sirianni era the Eagles are 10 and 0 they're undefeated in the white pants in the Sirianni era now I know you're not a numbers guy you, you want to stick to but uh, what my eyes are telling me is what it says here on this piece of paper. They're undefeated in the white pants. How did the Eagles choose to do anything? Well, first but wear of all, wait, right,
3: I gotta, I gotta do the math really quick. What? Give me the first number. Give me the first number. In either
2: black or green. Yeah, they were eleven and ten.
3: Eleven and ten. All right. Well, I guess he's lost. Uh... What he lose? Nine. I guess he's lost 10 games. Yeah. All right. It checks out. That's a Jeff Kerr stat. That's a, you know, no, Jeff's big Jeff,
2: on. It's a guy I've never heard of. And I.
3: No, I mean, Jeff's big on uniforms. Uh, Dens and...
2: Selman. Dens being D-E-N-Z. Selman. Put out the numbers. Eagles 10 and 0 in white pants. 11 and 10 in non-white pants. Yeah. Johnny Mac, that's stark. You can't that, argue. That's more than coincidence, there, Johnny Mac. You can't, you can't just argue. Just write this off the coincidence.
3: You can't argue with science, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not a superstitious guy, so yeah, I'm I'm going to tell you that's nonsense. Who cares? I always go wait. I I go. No
2: if know, the, Eagles, I <clears> if <throat> the Eagles put on a green or black pants again this year and they lose <throat> a game, I'm reminding the people that you said that.
3: Well. You can remind them all they want. I yeah, I think superstition is nonsense. I you know, people say all the time when you know you jinx so and so, you jinxed? no, I didn't. I didn't jinx anybody. I didn't jinx anybody ever. Um uh yeah, I don't believe in that kind of stuff. I I think people that do are <laughs> are full of hooey. Uh, you know, I, I don't I don't know what to tell you. They're not losing games because of the pants they're wearing. They've like taken
2: ten uh, ten, ten times.
3: Yeah. Uh, it's like it's, it's to like the coin toss
2: they have not it's lost like, one game in white pants john mcown
3: uh yeah well then they would just wear white pants but also you're at the uh, mercy I'm of saying, the other team you. you're you're at the mercy of the other team uh cuz they get to choose um let what me they ask you about that for I, years I... for years the cowboys um that, that, you know there was the narrative that they they were bad in their blue jerseys and their blue jerseys. So typically in the NFL you would wear your dark jerseys at home, and you would wear your your light jerseys on the road. But the Cowboys uh, did the one eighty because they were concerned. And they this was when the Cowboys were really good, the Stallback Cowboys, um, and they won all the time. They always wore the white jerseys uh, as much as they could. And everybody would flip because the home team would get to choose and force the Cowboys to wear their blue jersey. Didn't work more often than not. But, you know, people get it in their heads.
2: Here's where I think (laughs) you're wrong, Johnny Mac. The home team does get to uh, dictate what color jersey you wear. I don't believe they can dictate what color pants that you wear. One team wears a light jersey. One team wears a dark jersey. You can color coordinate with whatever pants you want. If the Eagles want to wear <laughs> white pants the rest of this season, they can do so and cannot be stopped by another team.
3: Well, maybe I'll bring this up to Nick in the, one of our off-the-record sets, but I'm not going to. I, You know, I can't give any credence to nonsense. I'm sorry. I'm not capable of doing it. I'm not capable of doing it. If people actually think, if there are fans out there who think what the Eagles wear, and I go to my friend Ruben Frank, and he was the first one, I give him credit. If you ask me 10 minutes after the Eagles game over the Giants what the Eagles were wearing, I could not tell you. I can't tell you because I don't care. And it doesn't matter. And I get so many fans, Jody, you say, what are the Eagles wearing? They probably. I don't care. I don't care. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. There are no such thing as jinxes. There are no such thing as is as, as there's bad luck. Sometimes the football doesn't go your way. That's life. That's life. That's all life. So we all go through things, and sometimes bad things happen. Sometimes good things happen. Sometimes you're lucky. Sometimes you're you're not lucky. But it's not because of what you're wearing. I know that.
2: All right. Uh, I, I, the numbers are the numbers, and the numbers to me <laughs> play more than just the coincidence. If it was two and zero oh and three and no, no, it's since Nick Sirianni started. That's so. That's when we're somewhat...
3: talking about the personnel of this team, the coaching of this team, it's none of that. It's not the way Jalen Hurts is playing. It's that they wear what what is it? They wear white pants and they win? Yes. And they wear dark pants and they lose. Yes. So it's got nothing to do with Jalen Hurts. It's got nothing to do with Hassan Reddick no, and the maybe great Maybe Jalen picks his game up in
2: the white pants. Maybe the white pants make him better. That's well,
3: Jalen likes the black jersey. I know Jalen likes the black uniform, so
2: I can't uh, speak to the to the jerseys. I can only speak to the pants. That's the stats that Working with you. All right, uh, Johnny Mack, I do want to get to um some other things that happened around the league yesterday. How about our buddy Jason Peters? Looks like he could be the starting right tackle for the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas uh, Cowboys lost their starting right tackle in the game on Sunday. And there is rumor afoot that Jason Peters will be asked to move out to right tackle to take over the position. It has not been confirmed yet that he and his agent have already walked into uh, Jerry Jones' office and said, oh, we got to renegotiate my contract because if I'm playing tackle, I need to be paid more than you said you were going to pay me. Otherwise, I don't know if I really want to switch my position. We kind of heard that here in Philadelphia. Maybe it happens down in Dallas this week. Jason Peters against uh, whoever's coming off that uh, left side of the line for the Eagles defensively on uh, Christmas Eve. Yeah, Advantage I wonder if, I if wonder... –
3: I wonder if ESPN put the uh, torn ACL for Terrence Steele in their football power index computer. Good um, question. Fair yeah. question. I, 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 You know, yeah, that's a big injury. He's been playing pretty well for them. Um, you know, they are getting Teron Smith back. So what I, I guess it'll be interesting. I guess the plan is to move Jason over there. We'll see. Um, if Teron Smith is back, I guess they're going to move the rookie into uh, guard. Um, I guess that's the plan. But yeah, in, in, in a million years, I can't figure out how people think. Look, I'm the one who told you it's six and one. The Giants weren't all they were cracked up to be because the underlying um, stuff and the, the metrics and the film didn't indicate a six and one team. I said the same thing with Minnesota. It's taken a little bit longer. Now they're leaking oil. They're giving up 350 yards passing every week. Um, all year it indicated they can't play past defense. Um, with the Cowboys, um, they've had a lot of injuries, a lot of injuries on the offensive line. As I said, Teron Smith was the first one and, and the biggest one, and uh, looks like they're going to get him back. Um, I don't know how you look at these two teams and say, oh, this team is more powerful than the Eagles. Now, that doesn't guarantee you anything. Um, we all know, I mean, the Eagles, as well as they're playing right now, all it takes in the NFL. And that's what makes the NFL compelling, to be honest, all it takes is one bad game and you're out. So it's no guarantee of anything. If you play poor on a particular uh, game day, but I will say this, if the Eagles bring their a game and the Cowboys bring their a game, the Eagles are winning. It was going to win. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. And you know, I don't know, you know that star on the helmet. Uh, it 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 for years has clouded people's views, and there's certain teams we talk about it: Yankees in baseball, Celtics in basketball, Lakers maybe. Um, you know, there every year people think those types of teams are a little bit better than they really are.
2: It would be interesting to see Jason Peters going up against uh, Brandon Graham on that last uh, I'll series. I'll take Brandon in that match. The way he's been playing this year, so would I. So should everybody else here in Philly Nation. All right. Um, one other thing I wanted to get to nationally, and I do this often, and I don't hear that many other guys do it on talk radio or uh, any kind of format like the one we have here on Bridge 365. And that's give credit to someone when they just get something right. One of my biggest knocks, and it's more baseball than it is football, but um, people who second-guess managers in baseball, when they make bullpen moves and a guy comes in and gives up, how could they bring him in? What the hell was he thinking bringing him in? On nights that the home team wins, no one ever says, Nice job by the manager, bringing in the boy, the guy for the eighth and the ninth. No, you're just expected to get it right every single game. Nobody ever says, good job, Skipper. But God forbid he bring in a guy out of the pen and he gets it. Then the manager's a bleeding idiot. Uh, so I want to give credit to someone who, for my money, does nothing but tape slings and arrows. Nobody ever gives him any credit for anything other than negotiating high television contracts. And that's the commissioner of the National Football League, Roger Goodell, who I think does a damn good job. I know how much money he makes. It's an ungodly figure. Nobody can comprehend (laughs) why he makes as much money as he does. But he's got one of the toughest jobs on the planet. 32 competing bosses that want to beat each other over the head. Oh, by the way, you need to try and reel them all in without any real power because you're just an employee. But you try and dictate to these 32 individuals who are your bosses. I think it's an unbelievably tough job. I think he does a very good job of it. And the only thing that people ever bring his name up is when he gets something wrong. Johnny Mackey put it into play. He's finding teams for faking injuries in the national. Football. Oh
3: yeah. I forgot to bring that up. I, you yeah. and I talked about this
2: a couple of weeks ago. I said, John, they have to do something. You said, how can they? How can they actually determine whether a guy's faking an injury or not? Well, they have. They determined that the Cameron Jordan of the Saints faked an injury. The other, they find the team, they find the head coach, they find the defensive coordinator, and they find the player in excess of a half a million dollars. Good on Roger Goodell. He does take the integrity of, of the shield seriously, and he proved it by implementing this. And uh, well, I, been I will say about it for years, and Goodell stepped up and got it done.
3: I will say, and here's the difficulty this story's not over because Cam Jordan and the Saints are fighting it. Um, no, so Jordan, Jordan might be able to get his 50,000
2: reduced. Yeah. the Saints aren't gonna fight it. He, well, Goodell's, if, if, Goodell's if gonna if, get 500,000 out of the 525,000 he
3: leveled in fines, if, if Cam Jordan. Gets his reduced. In other words, not reduced. If it, if it gets wiped out, you got to wipe out the Saints because you're you're indicating you're wrong in that. In other words, the Saints are saying, "Oh no, no, no! He got rehab. Uh, he got um, you know significant you know documentation that he's injured uh, from real doctors." Now you could say you can play. The, the James Woods game from uh, the movie where he was the doctor. What is the Oliver Stone football movie? I can't think of the name of it, but uh, maybe some of the fans. Any given you know. Sunday? Any given Sunday. Thank you. Where James Woods was playing the evil doctors, you know, just trying to get the the players on the field. The old Wild Wild West NFL, North Dallas 40 as well. Um you know, things have changed since that time, and you gotta have documentation to put people on injured reserve and all this stuff. So I'm saying you know, they might be faking it. If if they're faking it, you know, they're in trouble and they don't have documentation, they can't find a doctor to play James Woods. But if he's hurt, he's hurt and they'll be able to prove he's hurt. I always thought this is this was a an untenable situation for the NFL for this reason, Jody, because. There, there. On one hand, you know everything's about safety, 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 dogma, safety. This safety, that safety, that. And then on the other hand, you're saying, "Oh, these guys are faking injuries." I don't know how uh, I, I don't know how tenable that is to go down one road and pretend, oh, all we care about is the players. All we care about is the players. And then down the other way, oh, you're lying, you're lying that you're hurt. And it could be, by the way, it's so you know. People do it. I'm not arguing that people do it, but it's so hard. And this is the problem. If you have a cramp in bed at night, like everybody's had a, a cramp in their leg or whatever in bed at night, what does that pop up? And, and five minutes later, you're fine. Not, you know, obviously, but you were hurt and you were in a lot of pain for that little sliver of time. I just don't know how it's tenable. So,
2: John, John, you're talking in generalities. Let's talk very specific about this incident. They've got videotape. The Saints are dead in the water. Jordan was attempting to limp off the field, and they've got a video clip of the defensive coordinator waving him to the ground. Go down. Go down. Don't attempt to limp off. Go down. What is that other than trying to stop the clock?
3: But they that, got but, caught but, but, with their but, hand
2: in the cookie jar. You can't give me. Oh, he could have been in tremendous pain. No, he was attempting to walk off the field, and the no, coach enabled him I, to get down. There's no way
3: they're overturning this fine. I'm. I'm. Uh, first of all, he's he's limping off, right? Um, n- number one. Now, y- you're taking advantage of the rules. I'll I'll admit that. When when a coach says stay down, stay down. I'll well, that's admit your time is
2: all about. It's about you're, taking you're,
3: advantage of the rules. You can't take advantage of the rules. You got caught. What do you mean? You can't take advantage? That's one thing I can't stand. Like I have tremendous respect. And I always bring up Billy Martin in baseball and you go back to the old uh, George Brett game. Like I always thought it was an absolute ridiculous Uh, that they punished Billy Martin because he knew more about the rules than the umpires on the field. But was it in the spirit of the game? No, it wasn't the spirit of the game, but he was smart enough to keep it in his back pocket and take advantage of his rules. Then I go to Bill Belichick against uh, uh, the Ravens with the formation game where he had that in his back pocket and he was driving John Harbaugh, he had no idea what Bill Belichick was doing. He had a tight end lined up as an offensive lineman as an eligible player. He had this loophole that the NFL didn't figure out, and they changed it afterward. Change it. Change the rule. But don't punish people for playing by the rules and taking advantage of the rules. If you don't know the loophole is there, And they know the loophole is there and take advantage of it. That's your fault. That's your fault. I don't give a crap about the spirit of the rules. I like guys who are that intelligent and that smart in that situation. And I think they should be rewarded. I think they should be rewarded. I give you credit on the Belichick thing. You're right. He
2: was just smarter than everybody else. We've been talking about this. Birds 365, every sports talk show worth its salt that players were faking injuries around the league. And I guarantee you, do I have the copy of it in my hand? I don't. I guarantee you a memo was sent out to all teams that we will not stand this, we will not will not allow it. You can't have players fake injuries. So they didn't just pull this out of left field. I guarantee you the teams were talked about and they, they got caught. So they may have thought they were smarter than the rest of the National Football League. They may have thought they had a loophole because nobody ever been punished for it before. Somebody's got to be first. And the Saints were, and
3: Goodell got them. Well, he he may have gotten them. Uh, but the minute, and here's the problem, Jody, the bigger problem. The minute they're wrong, if they continue to do this, and somebody really is hurt, but they don't look hurt for whatever reason, then it's a whole Pandora's box. And in this environment where they pay, and, it, and by the way, it's only lip service, but they pay this lip service to player safety. All we care about is player safety which is bullshit, by the way, uh, number one. But they pay the lip service to them. We all know why. The minute a player is hurt and they get it wrong, Pandora's box.
2: Well, they did that with Tua this year. Uh, they, they are reactive to it, but they also do care about the integrity of the game. And good on Roger Goodell. Congratulations, Mr. Commissioner. You flex your muscles. You got it right. Now stand behind it and make the Saints pay the fine. All right, Jody McDonald and John McMullen, your Mac and Mac Birds 365 guys. We've got Hunter Brody joining us next. All right, Broads, from the best show ever. It's going to jump aboard and give us some eagle insight here on Birds 365.
4: Post Game Show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we
5: not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying?
4: And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post Game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps.
0: Number one, Jeff D. Ambrosio. Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own. Not least, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $30,995 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only thirty nine ninety five, dollars or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero Down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D. Ambrosio. Destination Downingtown. Big finish sales event. Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense
6: during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401Ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today.
2: guys here on birds 365 thanks for streaming on in uh much like mark fardetta our first guest coming to us now from his own personal studio pretty cool uh and proving the axiom that real men wear pink it's hunter brody from the best show ever and nbc sports filling 97.5 the fanatic broads we like the pink you're looking good bud
4: Oh, thanks. This yeah. was on my floor and I picked it up this morning because I slept with the shirt <laughs> on and threw a little bandana nice. on and here we go.
3: Love yeah, it. You got, but that's because, you know, we have the green screen. So we, yeah, we you know, we I can't, can't wear, wear, I got to wear something dark every day. There's a, yeah. I got to be right. Johnny Cash every day. Yeah. Hey, yeah. There,
4: there's nothing wrong with that.
3: Broads,
2: uh, let me start here with what John and I were just yelling about um, uh, the NFL. Finding teams for faking injuries. I applaud Roger Goodell. I tip my hat to Roger Goodell. I think they're going to make this uh, stand up and it will keep teams from trying to find loopholes and taking advantage of the rules in the National Football League. You down with it? You good with it? Do you think Adele did a good job or do you think it's them? Just what happened to uh, protecting the players and injuries are supposed to be our number one concern and health of our players. It's a bouncing act. The commissioner's trying to do. Do you think he got it right here?
4: I don't know. I mean, it's so hard because we were trying to talk through this as well. What do you do if people are faking the injuries? Because people were trying to come up with all different scenarios, right? Well, they have to take off more than just one play and this and that. And but then what happens if someone's actually injured and they're not faking it? And I don't know. It's just it's weird. It's it's a very fine line that you have yeah. to play. Um, I don't know because I heard you, John, um, about the. Uh, the commissioner, it's, they don't really care about player safety. They pretend like yeah, they do, they and don't. they, they want to make it seem like they do, but at the end of the day, they really don't. They just want to yeah. bring in more money. So uh, I don't know. I, I wish I had an answer for you. The first question, yeah. you're hitting me with one that I don't really Yeah, it's it, a, it, very, it, it,
3: it's a tough one. It is. But, you know, and I, I really haven't seen the video, so I'll, I'm taking Jody, you know, you said the defensive coordinator. They but gotta, I do they, know.
2: They, they have a video of him absolutely yeah. wicked way- Player down, Cam Jordan.
3: But I do know Cam Jordan's reputation. Now, the Saints said, you know, he got an MRI. So to me, that's pretty easy to prove. Either he did or he didn't. If he got an MRI and it's a mid-foot sprain, he got an MRI and it's a mid-foot sprain. And then I don't know what the argument's about, other than you have a, a coach waving him down to stay on the field to perhaps get a bit of a competitive advantage. But that's where I bring in the Billy Martins of the world and the Bill Belichick's. I uh, hey, take that's the rule, man. It, it close that loophole instead of being the pettiness. And I know Cam's very upset uh, because of his. All right, so you know, John and
2: forever. I'm sorry, and to thank you for being patient with us. Then do you never call it? Do you sh- slam the door oh. shut on? It's a loophole that you can never no, shut. No, close the loophole at some point. And somebody's got to be the first to pay the price. They have to institute the rule and somebody's got to be found guilty of it. If not, then you never have a rule change in the national football league. Well, you got somebody's got to be first and the saints got caught
3: close the loophole and and Hunter brought up uh, here. Here's, and this is off the top of my head. Uh, you know, so obviously uh, you know, if you, if you leave the field and, and, and that type of matter, you got to sit out for a series, close the loophole. Close the loophole in that matter. Legislate it. All this league does is legislate, over-legislate to a ludic- ludicrous degree.
4: Here's a counter so real quick, th- though. What if, and I don't disagree with you, I think maybe that's the direction you might have to go to force players to not do this. But what happens now? Are players going to force themselves to be out there injured so they don't have to miss a full that's series? That's a good point. That's and, why I said, yeah, yeah, it's a good
3: point, Hunter. That It's yeah. a very, very difficult problem. And they've been doing it since the beginning of time that people say, you know, really ramped up here in Philadelphia during the Chip Kelly era. People were trying to slow the Eagles down. There's no doubt about it. So I think people in Philadelphia are a little bit more in tune with it. I don't think it's that big of a problem league wide. I, I don't, you know, some people, and by the way, if you're doing that to slow somebody down, you're done anyway. You're leaking oil. You're you're you're. They're gonna get in anyway. I don't. Right. I just don't think it's that big of a problem. Maybe maybe I'm crazy, but I think people in Philadelphia, because of Chip Kelly, are are more hyper uh, 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 aware of it. Than, than other cities, perhaps.
4: Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, we did see this a few weeks back where two guys were pretending to be hurt and then when one, one of them realized that the other one was doing it, <laughs> they stopped. But guess what? The Eagles are winning. Like, they're winning. Yeah. So whatever team is trying to implement this, it's not working. The yeah. Eagles are still putting up 48 points against the Giants and their offense is humming. So it yeah. really is a sign of desperation, which means the other team's screwed anyway.
2: Yeah, yeah. And then let me ask you a question that you have the answer for. Is Jalen Hurts the MVP of the NFL?
4: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This is incredible, is it not? I mean, every single week, I'm in awe. Those throws, even before it became 21-0 and it was the blowout that it was, the third and six to Devontae Smith to the right side, the third and three to Quez Watkins on the left side, then there was a third down that he used his legs. Pick your poison. I laugh because I think about if you're a defensive coordinator and you're going through the game plan and you start on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you're thinking about what you're going to do, what are you going to do? What do you take away? There really is not. If you want to force this team to run, good luck. Look at this offensive line. You want to force this team to pass? Good luck. Look at what they can do in pass blocking and with their weapons. What, what do you do? What yeah,
3: do you do? I, I, I've asked that same question a hundred times. I probably asked you before, Hunter. I'm like, if you're a defensive coordinator, what do, are what do, what do you, you trying to, you know, Bill Belichick is famous for that, right? He's trying to take away the best player. All right, who's the best player? I guess A.J. Brown. I I don't know. It, it, it's, it, it, you try to take him away. Devontae Smith's going to kill you. Dallas Goddard's going to be back soon. Miles Sanders over 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns. Jalen Hurts sets a record every single week. First quarterback ever to have 10 touchdowns in two seasons. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do?
4: It's amazing. I mean, I love this team. And there was a point where I was in the Jonathan Gannon, I don't know how we're feeling. At this point, how can you even complain? We might not like the look of it at times and this and that. These numbers are ridiculous. First and all these statistics. At one point, it was second and sacks. I'm like, hey, you got some work to do to get to number one. (laughs) And then you start off the game before Hurts even touched the football. They made the statement that they needed to make. Here's Hassan Reddick. Here's Josh Sweat. Daniel Jones you're going to have a hell of a day today. Uh, the special teams, I guess, is where we can start nitpicking and all, but you could see they're okay, their special teams is bad, right? It's been bad last couple of weeks even though there was a block punt, whatever. Maybe you want to say that you're not as mad as at it now than you were before. They they lost one game. They lost yeah. one game. So as bad as it is, when your offense and your defense is this powerful, you know, I, I don't know. I have nothing else to say other than this is unbelievable.
2: The uber-aggressive Wink Martindale defense this past uh, three sacks. The conservative, why the hell don't you blitz more, Jonathan Gannon defense, seven sacks. Yeah, the Eagles need to be more aggressive on defense, right. Um, Hunter, with the fact that they've opened up the division, they've opened up the lead in the NFC, you still have the Cowboys in the offing just two weeks away. Is there any chance, I brought this up a couple of weeks ago, my buddy Ricky Ricardo hit me with this on a crossover on WIP. Is there a chance that at any point between now and the end of the season, the Eagles will peak with football left to play? That they'll hit a point that they just can't get better. Than, and then there is the comeback. There is the little bit of a letdown. Do you have any fear that that's something the Eagles could deal with between now and the end of the season?
4: I don't think so. I don't think so, and, and I think it goes back to the MVP. Jalen Hurts is a different dude, and I know there's a lot to be said about Kelsey's leadership, Lane Johnson's leadership, Brandon Graham's leadership, who had an awesome day as well. So it's not just Jalen Hurts, but I think – that rubs off on everybody we go back to the video clip of quez throwing up the money and aj brown laughing and this dude just has killer eyes i don't think that jalen hurts would allow for that dip to happen with the way that he's playing right now i mean i think this is literally uh, we we like to use 2017 as the example and most people go to carolina as the one game where oh that short week thursday night football was a good one then they played the broncos and put up 51 and they were just soaring the team was playing at an unbelievable pace and and it looked like whoa I mean we thought Carolina was the message sent this is something different I think this game was more like that uh, that game in, against Denver where they put up the 51 I don't see a way that they fall that's me personally do you guys
3: um you know it, it, here's the problem with football and I said you know I covered obviously the Super Bowl team as a lot of people and I was there for every day of it and I've been here for every day of this team and to me it's not close this team is better than the super bowl team and i don't i don't even think it's that close from a personnel perspective they are better um it doesn't mean they're going to win the super bowl because so many things have to align to win a super bowl in this league and the thing that makes the nfl compelling is you know you have one bad game last year it happened to green bay right um Bad weather.
4: And it was special teams, if I remember and correctly. And special right? teams,
3: yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine if yes. that happens? Uh, it, it So, you know, the, the stars truly do have to align to win a Super Bowl. You got to be good. Don't get me wrong. Coaches hate to hear that. But luck plays into it, even though they don't want to hear it. So this, to me, is a much better team. Uh, this is the best Eagles team I've ever seen and it's not particularly close, and we see it with all the numbers and the sack numbers. I mean, I brought that up earlier in the show. This is the first – for all the talk about Gannon, Hunter, I'll, I'll say this to you. This is the first time in Eagles history. So Buddy Ryan, Jim Johnson, Bud Carson, anybody else you want to throw out there that fans always throw out to you and Jody on the radio, oh, they got to be more like these guys. First time in Eagles history, six player, uh, uh, five players have had six or more sacks. Never happened with anybody else. This is the kind of history every week with this team. That's all. The last ten minutes of the Giants game, all of us reporters are sitting around saying, "This record, this record." You got to get all the stats correct because they break these records every single week. Miles Sanders, over 1,000 yards, first time since Shady McCoy, 10 touchdowns, first time since Shady. Uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, 32 touchdowns, leads the NFL in passer rating. Uh, The offense, I mentioned the sacks on defense. Hassan Reddick going in, double digits. First guy I believe ever to have double digits with three different teams. It's ridiculous. Every week, every week it's something.
4: I know. I agree. And I will say that I was in the camp of the, I don't know, with the Gannon thing. But at this point, I just don't know how you can complain. I mean, the numbers are the numbers, and it's been a long enough time. After week one, when it happens against the Lions, I don't have enough of a sample size to really know, is this more of last year's Gannon or, you know, is there more to to come? And obviously he has proven that there's a lot here with what he's able to do. and He's doing it when C.J. Gardner-Johnson leaves. He leads the league in interceptions, and now here's Josiah Scott. For Avante, I mean, you are plugging in play and playing, losing some guys. Most the majority of your key pieces are there, but you lose a ball hawk like C.J. Gardner-Johnson, and you're still succeeding. So he's even doing it with a little bit of adversity, and that's why with this offense rolling the way that it is, they're doing it without Dallas Goddard. I can't wait for them to implement Dallas Goddard back into this offense to see what it can do.
2: All right, Hunter, I want to ask you a question about another potential offensive weapon for the Eagles, not Dallas Goddard. Uh, I'm going to make you Nick Sirianni, okay? okay you're in your office knock at the door it's big play slay and he walks in and says you know i was only partially funning when i said this weekend that if i played wide receiver i could catch 1500 yards worth of passes from jalen hurts (laughs) and i'd really like to give that a try on just a part-time basis here i i know i'm big play slay on defense but you think you could slot me in for a couple of snaps on offense? So once we get this thing wrapped up here, I want to show my chops as a wide receiver. What do you say coach? Sirianni?
4: You know what I would do? And obviously not prepared for this. So this is coming right off the top of my head. Uh, I would do maybe in a goal line, maybe a goal line package or something. Maybe you could do like an end around. Well, I, I don't want him to go out there and run some around, but maybe we can get cute and fancy, little fake toss. He comes around the other way to slide him in for a touchdown. Maybe that can satisfy him. Maybe do something like that, work in a little trick play or something. But I don't, you know, I don't, we need you back there. That'll probably be my first message. Is look, I know you want to here, but we need you to make sure that you're on the other side of the football for this home stretch, so we're winning a damn Super Bowl. But I'd find a way, maybe to get. Cute with something around the red zone and maybe we can work some magic there. Is that crazy? I, I think
2: he does the exact same thing he did to Gardner Minshew last year when Minshew walked in <laughs> after the Jet game. And said, what can I do to become the starting quarterback coach? <laughs> Nothing. Thank you, Gardner. Get back out there for practice.
4: Uh, I guess yeah, I, I'm, I'm picturing a Jalen Rager type where they kept force-feeding Jalen Rager, by the way. Yeah. What a quote by him this week. The balls on this guy.
3: The balls yeah. well, on this guy. Well, it's often you're... You know, when Joe Namath is guaranteeing wins back in the day and the fourth receiver is guaranteeing wins, like, what is the fourth? Why are you even talking to the fourth receiver? Uh, but See, that's, that's another. You know
4: what? That's actually a great point. Yeah. Like, yeah. is anyone, I don't know, but how many people are in Zach Pascal's locker asking Yeah, exactly. to beat the, beat exactly. the this week?
3: Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going to guarantee wins from the wide receiver four. Um, you know, uh, it, I've been giving the Eagles too many flowers, so I gotta go negative. I'm giving myself <laughs> diabetes. So if we're saying one thing, and you I know you hear this on the radio, Hunter. I know it. So I want to hear how Jalen Hurts can't play this way, not sustainable. And then Kyler Murray goes down last night, probably a torn ACL. So people are gonna be bringing up that to you. See, see what happened to Kyler? How do you handle how do you handle that?
4: Uh, I mean, I just think if you look at the way the league is trending, there was an era where the pocket passer was the thing, and it was the Tom Brady's and the Drew Brees. But if you look around, there's going to – I think it's bleeding into this new era where you need that versatility. You need that mix. Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, Justin Herbert. I mean, these – yeah, I mean, they're all guys that can move around in the pocket and make some plays happen, and I think that's just the way the way the league is trending. So you're going to see guys get hurt, and that one was just it was non-contact. Non-contact, non-contact. Yeah, non-contact. he, he just planted his foot and you saw it happen. That can happen anywhere. That can happen even if you're just sliding in the pocket one way or the other. If you're just stepping up in the pocket, maybe something happens when you plant your foot or whatever. So that's just something that happens when you're playing sports, and it's inevitable that you can't really – uh, run away from. So for me, it's like you can use plenty of examples that maybe someone does get hurt running the football as a quarterback. But as the years progress here and as we move forward as a league and we watch, you're going to see plenty of examples of these quarterbacks winning the Super Bowl because yeah. that's just the way the, the league is trending. Exactly. So that's, how I would, that's how I would handle and it. And it's
3: ironic, Zach Ertz, now a teammate of Kyler Murray. I always bring up Zach because he told me that back in the day. And Zach is hurt right now torn ACL torn MCL if you play football long enough the injury rate is a hundred percent yep it's a hundred percent
4: you could stand in the pocket and be like Mike White if you want yeah Uh, oh that's a shot at Jody Oh, That's are you quarterback. quarterback. I'm, I'm a Mike. I, look, this no,
3: oh, White is a
2: tough guy. kept getting back up off the turf I after agree. getting crushed. McMahon, what <laughs> the hell
3: are you talking about? That was Hunter. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I'm just saying you, no, you
4: misinterpreted you... what Hunter said. Hunter was talking about Mike White being a tough guy. <laughs> he is a tough guy. I'm just saying you can get smacked around no matter what. The thing is, we have an yeah. offensive line that won't allow a quarterback to get hit like that.
2: Yeah, good point. That's true. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of getting over injuries. Are the Eagles going to be able to overcome the loss of Aaron Sipas?
4: Uh, Yes. (laughs) Yes. I I, I feel bad. bad. Yeah. Uh, The poor guy scooped the ball up. Then he stepped out of bounds, went back in bounds. Yeah. Uh, We were making some jokes about lightly, by the way, not seriously, but you know, it's like, if you can't hold the football for the, for the kicker here for Elliot, please tell us that there's something actually wrong. If he's back next week and he couldn't hold the football for the fellas, you know what I'm saying? But, um, no, it's unfortunate, you know, but that's. That's yeah, uh, these kickers, these punters. It's a tough business out there. You, I, I probably would have stayed away from it. Now you give that guy a lot of credit, don't you, Jody? Yeah. Yes, a, he picked up. He tried yeah, to get the first I've... down. He only come up a couple yards well, short. He almost converted. Him. A real tough guy would have maybe lunged forward to get the first. That's all I'm saying. Oh, now, now you're gonna you're gonna pick on <laughs> him for not getting the first? No, you are harsh. I've, I've,
3: I I I would have said stay away from it. Yeah, stay. Yeah. We're gonna beat this team like a drum. Don't worry about it. Well, I saw it. the don't...
4: numbers. The 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 guy they picked up isn't much better, right? Uh, so far uh, from last year to this year. Um, well, uh, He's punt. old. He's
3: he's older. Yeah. Thirty six. So Brett. Kearns Forgive been, me
4: for not uh you know having everything yeah down for having it, the break.
3: No, the he's hunters. been punting for a long time. Former Pro Bowl, but he is aging. Yeah. But if really, you go back to the if you go back to the twenty seventeen season, Hunter, people forget. Some people forget Donnie Jones was a punter. Donnie Jones was older than Brett Kern is right now. So yep. you can punt at, at an advanced stage for a long time in this league. So I wouldn't be too concerned about that. I do want to talk about safety this week though, Hunter. And I want to give you, um, Anthony Harris is back. Yes. Um, you're playing Justin Beal. So you're not really worried, uh, about the passing game that much. Um, Bears are a bad football team. Who starts this week at safety opposite uh, Anthony Harris, uh, opposite Marcus Epps? Anthony Harris or Kayvon Wallace? Did they just put Anthony Harris right in there and start him?
4: I, I don't know I mean Kayvon Wallace has definitely Been a bit underwhelming to this point Unfortunately for him I think people set the bar Too high just because he went to Clemson In the position that he played so <laughs> Prime Put him, in a, put him yeah. in a tough spot but to be Fair for him sticking around as long as he has You would think by now That maybe he'd have a little bit more burst And energy around his name but you know It's been a little bit disappointing when you remove The uh, obnoxious ceiling for him There right from the rip um, I, I, I guess maybe because of the team that They are you can I, maybe give Kayvon Wallace, the nod to see what he can do, give him a chance, and then from there, someone asked me this though, and I don't know if I would do it, but would you maybe move Avante Maddox to safety and then no. Josiah Scott? They've been Porter. saying that forever. I no. know, and I'm like, well, it's kind of like they tell you this all the time with the offensive line, and this was my response: you don't want to move a million pieces just to slide everybody. It's yeah. you fill the one hole and you keep everybody else in their place, so you kind of do that. And this this was asked before the Anthony Harris signing, so I think they kind of realized like, what do we do? Um, but I think I would go with Kevon Wallace. It's not like Anthony Harris was amazing, by the way, the, no. the last time around too. And there's a reason why he's available, and you can pick him up off the street and and all that. So I think I would rock with Kevon Wallace, knowing that there's probably going to be some times where like, ah, come on, Kevon, and then from there you you adjust mid game. Do you disagree with that?
3: Uh, no, no, I don't disagree with that. I think Kevon gives you a little bit more athleticism. Certainly this week, you know the the. The strong part the stronger part of his game is run support, and that's what you're worried about this week with Justin Fields. So I, I think if there's any week that you should want Kayvon out there over Anthony Harris, this is probably the week. Dallas? That's a that's a more interesting conversation.
4: And CJ comes off after Dallas, right?
3: Yeah. January yeah. 1st is, yeah. Yeah, uh, first is the first week he's eligible.
4: The last game of the season. All right, Hunter. Right now, prior to
2: Game number 13, 14 for the Philadelphia Eagles. This season, who is the most underrated Philadelphia Eagle? Who's had the most underrated season of any bird? Hmm. Wow. That is,
4: uh... is don't know. Well, oh, it's... Watched... I don't, I don't know because I'm, I'm trying to think like we know what Hassan Reddick can do. Brandon Graham was coming off the injury, but we kind of know what he can do. All <laughs> the guys that are succeeding, we kind of had expectations for them to succeed. So if I'm just going outside the box here, unless I'm missing someone obvious, c- could it be like a Marcus Epps? Could, could Marcus Epps be a guy nah. that you – just because everyone who's succeeding, I, I kind of envisioned them having good years. I thought A.J. Brown would be a monster. Now
3: nah, that be, would be my choice, Epsy. You, yeah, yeah, yeah
4: Mar- Marcus Epps, you know, like, yeah. he made a hell, like, him and TJ Edwards, whether it's in the flat, he's meeting you right there at the flat, you're not getting any yards after you make the catch, suffocating him. I think I'd go with Marcus Epps.
2: Yeah. You guys are on the wrong side of the ball. Huh? R- r- where are you going? Not the first
3: time.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I've made other wrong statements yeah. before, I'm sure.
2: How many, how many touchdowns did Miles Sanders have last year? zero zero
3: that's a big goose egg
2: and he's got double digits this year to go from zero touchdowns to 10 touchdowns with four games left to play eagles rb1 most underrated player
4: on the team and if i remember correctly wasn't he out in training camp with the hamstring and we're like here we go again yeah yeah but here's
3: the difference here's where i disagree with jody like miles had a bad season for miles although he still averaged you know, five yards a carry, whatever the heck it was. It was over five yards, but he didn't score touchdowns. It, it was a, a poor season for him. But everybody kind of knew Miles was a good player. How good? Like, nobody knew Marcus Epps. I mean, it was just like the Eagles were telling us he was a good player and he was ready to take the step forward. But he wasn't proven at all. He's a six-round pick. They picked him up on waivers. And all of a sudden, he's the one defensive guy that plays every snap. Never comes off the field. He's the Malcolm Jenkins of this team. That's why I would go Marcus Epps over Miles Sanders because I knew Miles was a good player. Now he's never played to this level, so I get where Jody's going. But I, it, I I thought Marcus had a chance, but he he's he's the guy that's sort of come out of nowhere. And and I'm gonna shift it for you. So my last one for you. Hunter at Broads81. Make sure you follow Hunter on Twitter. Um, At defensive bet, we know Jalen Hurts. He might be the MVP of the league, right? So as good as A.J. Brown is, as good as Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, all the superstars on offense, we know who the MVP is on offense. The MVP on defense, it could be a bunch of guys. Who is the MVP of this Eagles defense?
4: Hmm. In instantly, I think of Darius Slay, but um, I'm trying to think of someone up in the line. See, because you bring in Joseph, you bring in guys because you had issues there. And Fletch is playing 70 snaps. Now he's no longer playing 70 snaps. He looks a little bit more spry, and it's kind of spread out over the defensive line too. Yeah. You get BG. You got Red. It's not like one guy, Aaron Donald, who's kind of setting the tone up front part of me thinks like tj edwards isn't getting yeah into that's the ladies. name that's
3: my guy
4: tj edwards on which is crazy to yeah me. but maybe that tells you exactly why we talk about this team though think about what we're saying who's the you know who's the um you know the the most surprising player on D- i'm going epps and now i'm saying tj edwards and that's what makes this team so special is there's those are your the guys that we were Unknown about undrafted guy, Wisconsin. That now he could possibly be the answer of who's the leader of this defense. Uh, maybe I'm going TJ Edwards just based off the position and how he's making all
7: those tackles. That's and who I went with. That's yeah, my it's pick. Kind of spread out. Yeah. Which football
4: minds here are just I sharp know. on this show? Great, Jody? great, you know sharp minds. That
3: exactly. is tremendous.
0: All right.
2: Now, now I'm going to seem hypocritical here by my next question because I'm not going for either Epps and or uh, TJ, although I love both players. I've asked this question of every guest we've had on the last two days, Hunter. Okay. Over, under, rushing yards, Justin Fields, Sunday with the Bears. He averages 75 yards a game. That's pretty damn good for a quarterback. Um, Eagles have shown improvement against defending the run, defending the quarterback a little bit different than a handoff up the middle. Uh, But if I set the over, under, it's 74 and a half yards. You're taking under or over rushing yards for Justin Fields and i'm leaning toward the under which means either Marcus Epps or tj edwards is gonna have to make a ton of plays tackling justin fields to keep him under i'm still saying under
4: which way are you going all right i'm gonna say over but hear me out yes everybody's e- got over except for me the eagles are going to be up so big that yeah. jonathan gannon starts saying hey we'll let you bleed the clock a little bit which is fine because they'll be up 20 something points even though i'll tell you something else in one second um mm-hmm. uh, and then, you know, you get some yards, you get some chunk yards, 12 yards, 10 yards, you're, you're bleeding clock, and maybe that's how he gets his over. Now, that's one side of it. But the other side, I do wonder, just because this is football, you have the Giants, Bears, Cowboys. Is this your typical trap game? You know, oh, yeah.
3: Blues? this If there was ever a trap game, this is a trap game, honey. Right. But it, this team hasn't fallen into those traps. Correct. I give him credit. Uh, I, I'm with you. This is going to be a 35-10 game. The Bears are a disaster. Um, Fields is gonna be out there running around because they have no offensive scheme to to know of. And he's gonna run for 50 yards and people are gonna lose their mind and say, like, Oh, we can't stop the quarterback. And you know, they're gonna win the game easily. And Justin well, Fields, heard, by the literally... way, isn't showing up again. Yeah.
4: Yeah, it's funny. As soon as they lost to Washington, the th- the three week gauntlet that the Eagles were going oh, get the gauntlet was
3: four. Uh, it was Taylor, uh, it was Jones, it was Henry, yeah. it was Barkley. How in the world are they going to stop those
4: running backs? Hunter Especially Brody? after Taylor's first drive, it was yeah. like, oh no,
2: Gannon. Yeah, yeah. three Gannon. of those four uh, did come with significant leads, which kind of take the running game out of play but they did a very good job. You're exactly right. Taylor in the second half, when they still had the lead, Colts had the lead. Eagles had to rally to win that game. That was a pretty significant effort out of the Eagles. Significant effort out of you, even in pink there, uh, Brody. Thank you very much for hopping on.
4: We always love when you Sharp join us. Sharp
3: football mind, honey. Brody. Right. Sharp. That should be the
4: quote that gets yeah. tweeted out on the Jacob yeah. Media page, by Exactly the way. right. right.
3: <laughs> we, we
2: will have you back for those smart football mind insights again, before the uh, players roll around, thanks for jumping in today. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Hunter Brody buddy. here with us on Birds 365. All right, quickie timeout, come back. Johnny Mac, Jody Mac, you know what we got to do, put a bow on
4: the show. Post-game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had
5: we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And
4: Mike Missinelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post-game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps.
0: Number one, Jeff D. Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not least, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $30,995 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only thirty nine ninety five, dollars or New Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero Down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D. Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, Big Finish Sales Event. Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most
6: of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401Ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today.
2: we need to exit page left here on verse 365 clear it out for the football playbook with our boy rick saratella coming up next on the jacob media youtube channel but not until i ask a favor of you john McMullen. today is a happy tuesday right happy tuesday gonna be a happy tuesday and we know you and jonathan gannon have a mutual admiration society thing going so i'm going to ask you because even if i were able to participate they wouldn't let me ask a question because you guys deserve to ask all the questions here every single day. McDonald uh, parachuting in is not getting a question. So I couldn't answer. it. So I'm putting it on you. Will you ask Jonathan Gannon today, under over 74 and a half yards for Justin Fields on Sunday, will Gannon
3: answer the question? He will not. We will not. Even Damn it. Inter- come on. I KC! might get.
2: Be a man. I'm, step up. Answer the question.
3: I might get escorted out of the press conference <laughs> if I ask <laughs> under <laughs> over questions.
2: That's my goal is to get you yeah. escorted out of
3: there. Yeah.
2: In case you're struggling to come up with a question. But I will.
3: I will ask about, you know, stopping Justin Fields. I mean, that's you know, everybody. I probably won't get to ask it because it'll get asked before. Be if before. you're not getting the first question. That's that's what the Chicago offense is about. You know, I want to mention real quick, and I know we got to go, uh, Mike Leach pe- uh, passed today, uh, Mississippi State coach. Um, they confirmed it. Just what an entertaining uh, guy he was. And I, I never got to met him. I don't really cover college football. But so many people have tremendous respect for him. And I just wanted to mention that. Uh, unfortunate. and. Uh yeah, Washington State Texas Tech, I know Cliff Kingsbury wouldn't be here to where he is in his career without uh Mike Leach, but man, I wish more coaches acted like Mike Leach cuz just entertaining is all get out.
2: Wow, I could do a really bad joke about Mike Leach and uh <laughs> The Cardinals head coach here, but I'm not going to Uh, get out well again. It's good. Uh, Johnny Mac, uh, you and I tomorrow. I'm waiting. I'll be listening. I want to hear happy Tuesday, 74 and a half yards over under. We'll talk tomorrow. You in, bud?
3: I'm in. Let's do it.
2: He'll be back whether he asks my stupid question or not. (laughs) It'll be McMullen and McDonald tomorrow in two and two.